Hello and welcome to another episode of The Odd Pod Show. I'm your host, Josh Frank. Yay! And today, I actually have somebody with me because I got bored out of my freaking mind talking to myself about weird stuff. So we have Wayne Bruley here, who also has a podcast of his own, Wayne's Brains, and something else that I'm not sure of. Wayne's Brains isn't very good, and the other one hasn't started yet, but it's coming soon. It's just going to be about local stuff, uh, local businesses and whatnot. But we will make sure you guys hear about that one when he does get it out. So, you know, I just uh, realized I forgot to take a poop, but uh, we'll, we'll have to do that in a little bit when this podcast is over. I hope I don't shit myself. That's all right. I, I did that this morning. It's okay. Speaking of, everybody poops. Uh, it's just, you know, it's a part of life. In fact, the average person spends a total of 92 days on the john in their lifetime. Like a, a combined total of 92 days? 92 days of their lifetime. That doesn't seem like that much, but for me, I thought I spent a lot more than that. Well, that's like three months, three months of your life. Yeah, I mean, that's three months of your life, but really not that much that you think. There's some people I thought would spend pretty much every day on their toilet and more than three months worth. Well, I, I, I wake up in the morning and I, I go through my morning routine and then I get into the shower and I turn the shower on and listen to the shower noise while I'm doing my business. And then after like 20 minutes, I get in the shower. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Speaking of that, with 92 days, now now it breaks it. Let's, let's break it down to a week. Three hours and nine minutes a week. That seems like, that seems a little more than 92 days for your lifetime. That's That's an average of 27 minutes a day. Okay, when you break it down more, it seems like it's a lot. Well, and that, that could be legit, though, because I, I mean, I just said I spend 20 minutes before I get in the shower sometimes. I guess you really poop once a day. Some people do. Now, there, there is actually a such thing as a fecal transplants. What? <laughs> right? Like, 91% of fecal transplants patients were cured after one, with another, another 98% if the patient married that with additional probiotics and antibiotics. What, what what does that even mean? I don't know. I just know they got you can freaking get somebody else's poop stuck up your ass. <laughs> That's my take of it. If you I, can't poop, you just borrow somebody else's, I guess. I, that doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. Uh, you know, a British airway in, in 2015 was forced to, to land due to a toxic poop. What? Yeah, 2015, way up in the air. Some British airline had to take an emergency landing because there's somebody took a toxic poop. What is it? What does that even mean? I don't know how that's even possible. I mean, like, can you imagine just somebody shitting on the can? And I don't know. Like, what was this? What, was it a smell? Was probably. it the size? It, it probably was just some guy really hung over, drank a bottle of whiskey for dinner and pounded a fifth of vodka for breakfast and then got on the toilet in the airplane. Been there, done that. Who hasn't? We've all done that, right? I mean, every poop for me seems toxic, according to my wife. So, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe his wife was just like, I need out of here. Bat dung has been used to make explosives and gunpowder for World War One and the Civil War. I believe that. The shared ingredient that makes poop, bat poop explosive, potassium nitrate. Yeah, I, I can see that. Yeah, there's, there's this bridge in Austin, Texas, where there's like, I, I don't remember. I think it's millions of bats that fly out from under this bridge and it it reeks to high heaven 
Uh, fecal transplantation is performed as a treatment for recurrent defecile colitis. A complication of antibiotic therapy may be associated with diarrhea, abdominal cramping, and sometimes fever, typically found in people 65 and over. That article goes deep into detail, but yeah, it's basically just transplanting solid poops into somebody else. Interesting. So just the poop just sits there and I think it's almost like a brain transplant, except with fecal matter. Still don't understand. But yeah. You don't have to. You're not a doctor. No, I don't. I don't understand half the things that go on. You would you would understand it fully if you were a patient of that therapy. Yeah, I suppose yeah. Yeah. We'll leave that one for the for the people suffering from fecal transplant issues. <laughs> a few more things on this shitty matter. Uh the Apollo landers didn't just leave their footprints on the moon. They left 96 bags of human waste, including their poop. Well, how long were they gone? It couldn't have been that long. They were only there for like two days, right? That's a lot. 96 bags. Well, I don't know. I guess there was quite a few of them and it took at least a week to get there. They, they were there for about for like eight days. Yeah, because uh, one time we landed and uh, we were we were flying when I was deployed. We were flying into Iraq into some little shithole base and uh, somebody, the old C-130s that we had, the 70s models, uh, the the crapper was a bucket and it yeah, put a trash bag in it, one of those thick black trash bags. And that was where you pooped. And we we landed one day and uh, the other loadmaster, he decided he needed to poop. So he pooped. He couldn't hold it in anymore. And uh, when we landed, he just grabbed this trash bag, tied it up and ran it off to the side and threw it in the dirt. And then we went and did our work. So Iraq's got his poop on it. <laughs> Now, there's actually a record for the largest poop. It's actually a coprolite, which is a fossilized poop. George Franson holds the record for the biggest collection of them. 1,277 coprolites, including the largest dinosaur poop by a T-Rex. Two feet, wow. two feet, two and a half inches long and up to 6.2 inches wide. Dang. It was discovered on a private ranch near the town of Buffalo in South Dakota in, in uh, 2019. Well, yeah, at least South Dakota's got something going for it. They got the world's largest turd. Yeah, I mean this this thing was pretty big. There's a video on YouTube about it. It was pretty interesting. He doesn't go too much detail into it. He talks about the other poops that he has. All right. Uh, well, that's an odd thing to collect: fossilized turds. Um, did you know that in North Korea, North Korea, um, the deer leader requires them to. Like each of the North Koreans, they have a quota of human poop that they have to collect. And this this is from I heard this on a, a Joe Rogan podcast with I don't really know how to say her name, but I, everybody in the world should listen to this one. Uh, it's Y.E.O.N.M.I. Park is her name. Yomi Park. Uh, but she escaped from North Korea, but they're all required to collect poop. And then the communist government uses it as the fertilizer for their fields, human poop. And, uh, you know, we're, we're not communists here in the civilized world. We use animal poop, uh, you know, because I live, I'm surrounded by, I'm out here in nowhere land in Nebraska. And we've got cornfields and soybean fields and cattle running everywhere. And when they fertilize the fields at the beginning of the season, they just, they spread chicken poop and cow poop or pig poop everywhere and it doesn't smell very good uh but that's what they do and it 
the nutrients get in there when they till up the soil, it gets in there and it helps the plants grow nice and strong. Uh, but we have a lot of cows around here and, you know, it's corn country and beef country. Most of the corn around here is used to make beef, uh, cow grain mixtures and gas. But cow manure, since we have a lot of cows, cow poop is best for tomatoes because the, the, the way that the all of the nutrients in the cow poop work really well to grow big, strong tomatoes. And what are tomatoes good for? What's the only thing that tomatoes are good for? Tomato sauce. I like tomato tomato sauce. sauce. That's what yeah. tomatoes are good for. That is the best use of tomatoes, right? Well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And what do we use tomato sauce for? Pizza. Yes, pizza. So poop, tomatoes, tomato sauce, pizza. And there's three ingredients that are important for pizza. Three things. That you have to have for pizza. Cheese. Cheese, that's one, yeah. Tomato sauce. The tomato sauce. Crust. Yes, that's all three. And cheese comes from cow's milk. And tomatoes are grown from cow's poop. So are psychedelic mushrooms. But <laughs> we're not talking about mushroom pizza. Uh, so mushroom I, was, pizza. I was looking into this. I was looking into this and I found, I found a world record that at first it kind of sounded ridiculous. But as I started thinking about it, it's pretty darn cool. Uh, so cheese is obviously like arguably the most important part of a pizza and it comes from cows and we've got the cow poop. We've got the tomato sauce. We just don't have the crust in this pizza. Of course the actual pizza did. Uh, but this record, the most varieties of cheese on a single pizza. How many do you think it is? Take a guess here. The most variety of cheese on a single pizza. Yeah. Different kinds of cheese. Quite a few hundred. Yeah. So 254. Damn. 200, 254 different kinds of cheeses. They don't have 254 different kinds of cheeses in the store. No, not in most stores, but you go to Europe and there are, there's like entire grocery store size cheese counters at some places over there. And uh, so 254 different cheeses on one pizza, it totaled 1.7 pounds of cheese on one. And it was a little pizza too. So almost two pounds of cheese, one and three quarter pounds of cheese on one pizza. And uh, guess where that pizza came from? Like, where's famous for cheese? Wisconsin. France. France? Well, I mean, you got Wisconsin cheese. I mean, that's the only cheese I know about. No. So 254 different kinds of cheeses is 793 total grams of cheese at 1.7 pounds. Just cheese weight. So this was like a hefty monstrous pizza and the video is really cool this guy just weighing out each cheese like 18 little grams of cheese and then putting it on this pizza and then he's got uh he just cooks it and it's in the guinness book of world records for most variety of cheeses on a single pizza that's that's a lot of cheese that is a lot of cheese i guess there could be more cheese than that that's probably just all he found is 254, but I'm sure you could come up with a lot more than that. That's what I would say. If you can come, if you can come up with 254, I think that there could be more. But uh, have you ever had, a, I guess there's a, like an apple dessert type of pizza? Or what if pizzas grew on trees like apples? There, there's actually apple pizza, apple pizza, apple pizza. What? <laughs> apple pizza, it's a dessert and you can put apples on it. But anyways, since we're talking about apples and an apple tree, that brings me a thought. That the first apple tree was actually grown in Kazakhstan in roughly 8,000 BC. Really? That's a long time ago. That was a long time ago for apple trees to be grown. The only apple variety that grows naturally 
in the U.S. North America, to be to be specific, is the crab apple tree. I don't even know what a crab apple is. Okay, so we've got those things everywhere around here. They're they look like uh, miniature pomegranates, and you don't eat them because they don't taste good. But they're you know they're barely the size of a quarter. And that's what a crab apple is. It kind of looks like a apple or a pomegranate or something. Interesting. What uh, what else you got there? In the in the 1600s, the Spanish and English journeyed to North America and brought apples with them, primarily to make apple cider. Oh, I bet that wasn't just a regular apple cider. No, I'm guessing most likely not. Not back not back then. And speaking of the U.S., the first harvested apple was in Jamestown. Some of the varieties of apples brought from Europe were unsustainable for the American region, but new varieties soon emerged. So we have apples that nobody else in any other country in the world has. Yeah, that makes sense. Because when you have apples, like when you're in Europe and you have apples, they taste a little bit different than they do here. We were we were shopping for stuff for dinner. We're going to make uh, chicken cordon bleu uh, quesadillas for dinner tonight. And we were shopping and... My daughter, she saw the caramel apples on the stick at the grocery store. And so she had to get one. And she's not a terribly big fan of it, but she says she'll eat it tomorrow. But we both know tomorrow never comes. Tomorrow never comes. And then she'll say, I'll eat it it tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow, tomorrow. So did you know that there is actually a record for an apple tree? Well, I'd, I'd expect there to always be a record for something. The highest price ever paid for a tree is $51,000 for a single Starksburg Golden Delicious apple tree from somewhere near Yakima, Washington, which was bought by a nurse. It was bought by a nursery in 1959. $51,000? $51, $51,000. Not quite sure what made it so special, but apparently it was made of gold. That's what, I, that's what I'd say. I, I'm sitting here recording this in my car and it's probably like $15,000. So that's a lot of cars. Yeah, it's more than my car, like $20,000 more than my car. It's like three and a half of this car that I'm sitting in right now for a tree, one tree. When you break it down to like that, that's that's quite quite a bit. That's That's an expensive tree. Is that like the most expensive tree period or is that the most expensive apple tree do you know uh it would be apple tree okay yeah it's the golden delicious apple tree from yakima man i i really want to know what was i want to try one of those apples i want to try a fifty one thousand dollar apple just just one single tree yeah oh man that's that's an expensive apple tree so you know who thomas jefferson is right yeah former president of the united states right he uh he had a friend, well, Thomas Jefferson, uh, the most the most successful crop on his plantation, Monticello, uh, was the apples, his apple farm. And he grew a lot of apples. And can you think of somebody else that, like Thomas Jefferson, he signed the Declaration of Independence. Who else signed the Declaration of Independence? Lots of people. Benjamin Franklin also signed the Declaration of Independence. And what is one of the many, many things that Benjamin Franklin is famous for? Oh, he's a scientist. Yes. Yes. That's close. You're getting there. What did he do? What did he do? What's the famous experiment that he did? Light bulb. Before that. Tied the key to the kite and went out in the lightning storm, supposedly, and got struck by lightning. And that's how, allegedly, how electricity was discovered. And then 
created the light bulb, the 10,000 failures, uh, which he interpreted as 10,000 ways not to design the light bulb. And, you know, that's pretty good. Uh, But assuming that that was the only time he got struck by lightning was when he tied a key to the kite and went and flew it in the storm. That's kind of weak compared to this guy. A Roy C. Sullivan, uh, June 1977, was is the only man in the world to be struck by lightning seven times and survive. Seven. I know I heard about one that some dude was struck by lightning a couple times, but seven times? Seven times. Yeah. Let's see. He In 1942, he lost a toenail, his big toenail. <laughs> <laughs> In 1969, he lost his eyebrows, both of them. In 1970, he had permanent scarring on his left shoulder. 1972, his hair was set on fire. Holy crap. 1973, his new hair was fired again, caught on fire, and his legs were seared. 1976, it caused an ankle injury. In 1977, he had chest and stomach burns. And in 1983, he killed himself. He's he got tired of this like, seventh time I'm done. <laughs> Surprised he wasn't done after like the second or third time. <laughs> right. Uh, but I, I guess that was because of a rejection by a lover. But nonetheless, seven times struck by lightning. Yeah, that's... So he, so he'd rather get struck by lightning than his reasoning of because of a rejection of a lover. You know that really says a lot, doesn't it? That it's easier to get struck by lightning than it is to get rejected by a woman that you're crazy about. Maybe, maybe he was just saying, "Well, this uh, this lightning is striking me so many times. I'm being told something. I'm being told that it's just over. Relationship's over. I'm done." But we got a big gap there, seventy-seven to eighty-three. That's six years without getting struck by lightning. And then the, the fatal blow was to his heart. True. Put in that perspective. Yeah. 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 That, that, well, that's a, that's kind of a shitty way to end this. <laughs> yeah. Start with, start with poop. Yeah. It's quite shitty. Who would have known that starting this podcast with the talking about shit and then it just ends up being shitty at the end. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, full circle. <laughs> And speaking of shit, real quick, there's actually in California, San Francisco, there's actually a poop patrol. Oh, my God. I've heard about that. Because of all the homeless people and everything, there's actually a poop patrol to go up to clean up their poop. Like, that's pretty bad. I've heard stories about an app where you report human poop on the sidewalk streets. Oh, yeah. I saw that app, too. Make it not happen in the first place. Yeah. I mean, I use the toilet most of the time. This morning, I was a little unfortunate. I trusted a fart that I shouldn't have, but that that happens to the best of us, right? Yeah. And speaking of, that's right, I do have to poop. So, <laughs> I, so I don't have to hold it any longer because it's starting to creep up on me. I, mean, I, can say, I think I can feel it start poking out, but... Uh... Oh, boy. Get that turtle head out. <laughs> Nonetheless, thanks for joining us today. Uh, we'll be back next week for The Odd Pod Show. And uh, where we don't even know what we're going to talk about. We have no idea. <laughs> no idea. These are planned the week of. So, so thanks for joining us today and we will talk to you soon. We've got our Facebook group. Find us on Facebook, the odd pod show. Uh, we'd be happy to add you there. Uh, we have, what else, what else did we set up? I don't even remember. There's a Twitter. It's odd pod show PC. There's uh, the email the odd pod show podcast at gmail.com. 
We've got a Discord, but I don't know how to say anything about that. And there, you can also like the Facebook page. It's facebook.com slash oddpodshow. You can, pro- you can just type in, uh, I'm putting in right now, oddpod show. You just put in oddpod, it's the first hit when you hit search. Perfect. Wonderful. I think that does it. We've been at this for quite a while. And we will have our next weird-ass topic next week. Fantastic. Looking forward to it. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yay. Thank you.